What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay. And there's a lovely voice here on the other side of that radio voice from Mercy Zeki, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Good, John. How are you? Pretty good. And we have a new co-host to the podcast, Kyle Clark. Kyle, how's it going? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I appreciate the invite to come join this podcast. Love what you guys are doing and uh, happy to talk some Braves baseball. We're underway. Yeah, Definitely. hallelujah, aren't we? Thank goodness. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a long, boring winter. We're, well, we're here. It's been a, yeah, it's been a cold one, uh, you know, especially since we didn't make the World Series. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about let's introduce our new co-host Kyle. Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you become a Braves fan. Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, like I said, Kyle Clark. I'm down here, or yeah, I'm over here in New Jersey. So not not typically Braves country, right? Uh, so, but I've been a Braves fan my entire life. My uncle was a uh, major league umpire for quite some time, so I had have had the opportunity to uh, you know meet a lot of people within the game. And uh, one of the people that I met when I was really young. Uh, was Chipper Jones and, um, you know, became a, you know, a childhood hero to me and, uh, and pretty much have been a diehard Braves fan slash supporter, um, you know, ever since then. I watch every game. I know the, uh, I know the organization very well and um, very passionate about the Atlanta Braves. And I think that right now we are in the middle of a, a golden age, right? So uh, of, of the team and the organization. So it's a really fun time to, to be a Braves fan, be a Braves supporter. And, uh, and, and to talk shop with, with gentlemen like you. So yeah. a little bit about myself. Hey, Kyle, that's funny you mentioned about Chipper Jones because he was the player that I picked up on because Dale Murphy was my all-time great favorite player uh, in Braves history. Uh, and then, of course, when he got traded away, retired, whatever, well, Chipper Jones is the guy who picked up that mantle for me next. Uh, you know, just a fabulous player. Uh, you know, it's just um, you know, just a great player. Uh, so uh, that's a, that's a great story. I love that. Yeah, I, I, and you mentioned the name Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy's a, a family friend of ours. So, quick little story for you, just to get let the listeners get to know a little bit about me and kind of you know my Braves fandom. When uh, Chipper Jones got inducted into the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, uh, I went with my uncle to Cooperstown. Had never been and I had no interest in going. I told him. You know, when Chipper goes in, I will, I will also go. And uh, it, was a, it was a really crazy experience. I got to meet a ton of people within the game. Someone really relevant that I met, uh, not a Brave, but I uh, got to talk a little bit with was uh, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Vladdy. So that was a pretty cool experience. But the, the coolest experience of that trip was getting to go kind of behind the scenes and spend a couple hours with Dale Murphy and my uncle. We went out to, uh, to eat and got to talk a lot about the Braves, about baseball, and just to, you know, pick the brain of someone who had so much success and arguably should be in the Hall of Fame, right? And hopefully yeah. he will eventually get in. But, uh, yeah, I love Dale Murphy. I have a bunch of signed memorabilia in my basement uh, from Dale Murphy. And uh, I think, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, like you were saying, like not a, not a bad jump to make from Dale to Chipper, right? Uh, so, so uh, you know, I, I never – in all my years growing up watching the Braves, at least when I, when I was younger – um, through those 80s and Dale Murphy, we would always go to – I got tired of going to St. Louis. And so uh, – but St. Louis was probably the closest I ever got to getting an autograph and never got one. That was the one – I never got a Dale Murphy autograph, uh, as a matter of fact. Um, I've got a Chipper Jones sign ball, you know, that sits right above my computer. 
I look at that, you know, every day. Uh, but Dale Murphy was the one I never got. I got close one time. And, of course, as you know how, how you know, players do when they're out on the field signing stuff. You know, they got to go and they got to do their job. So, uh, but that was the only one I, I, I never got. I, you know, I chased down a rookie card, finally got that, you know, all those. But that was, that was my guy. Dale Murphy was, was the guy. And he should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, you got all these guys that are – that are getting in the Hall of Fame now, like Scott Rowland, somebody like that, and, and Dale Murphy's not in the Hall of Fame, you know. So, uh, anyway, we could go on with that. <laughs> hey, I, we could, but Jeremy, let me say this, man. Maybe in time, maybe in, in time, we can uh, we can uh, fill fill that void of uh, yep. Dale Murphy autograph for you. We'll Absolutely. see what we can do. Yeah, great. So, before the season even started, there were some controversial moves. Um. We, me and you talked about the Von Grissom, uh, Braden Shoemake uh, move last week. This week, um, you know the the two uh, you know, rookie left handers got this uh, call up. Um, you know Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd are in the rotation instead of Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson and Bry- uh, Bryce Elder. Yeah, you know, no surprise, John. I just from the way they pitched in the spring. Um, and it looks like maybe one of those guys, meaning Ian Anderson or Bryce Elder, might be coming up anyway, uh, just mm-hmm. because now you've got – well, Kyle Wright's on the injured list, uh, didn't pitch a whole lot this spring, uh, you know, finally did towards the end of the spring. Of course, Mike Soroka was supposed to be a guy, too, that was figured in there. Uh, he didn't pitch till late in the spring, so they've gone through a little bit of extended spring training. And yesterday – with that uh, tight hamstring and if you know anything about hamstrings uh, they can be a problem all year so uh, yes. you know good jo- good call on his part of backing out and saying hey uh, you know I need to be done today uh, I've got a, a season to think about uh, oh you're pitching great yesterday so uh, Ian Anderson you know Bryce Dilder maybe one of those guys coming up anyway to pitch but Schuster and Dodd I think have pitched well this spring um, and maybe deserve that chance to be in the rotation for now. And who knows? Maybe they stay. Maybe they both stay. I'm dealing with a uh, hamstring issue myself, so I know how finicky those can be. <laughs> I'm old, so I'm a I'm a hamstring away from uh, you know <laughs> uh, uh, being out anyway. So <laughs> I, I think I that uh, yeah. So I was, I was just gonna say I think that. Um, well, one, I think that you guys can agree with this. When we saw Freed r- try to cover first base, right, and uh-huh. and you see him grab the hamstring. And you, anytime yep. now, I think that we see any brave starting pitcher try to field his position or run to first base, it automatically gives us flashbacks to Soroka a couple years ago, right, with what happened with his Achilles. So that was that was yeah. a little troubling to see. But they sa- it sounds like it's precautionary. They say he's going to definitely miss one start and come back. But I think the beauty of – the new rules is with the injured list is that they can put them on the 10 day injured list. So they can only miss maybe one, maybe two starts. They're talking about Kyle Wright coming back here. Uh, He might just miss one start. Um, So I think, I think it'll be interesting to see because at first when we came into spring training, the Braves were talking about how, you know, starting pitching depth was so important. We had our guys, right. We had the fifth spot they were going to, you mentioned Soroka Dodd came out of nowhere. Schuster. I mean, he's, he was just drafted two years ago, three years ago. So, yeah. I think that one thing that the, you can say about the Braves scar, uh, scouting department and minor league system, they develop these guys that are ready to contribute. We see it every year. We saw it last year with, Brand, uh, with Bryce Elder. 
he's another name. He's a slow starter, but I think that uh, we have the depth to sustain this. And uh, also, just real quick, because you mentioned the name Vaughn Gersom, and I wasn't here uh, when you guys probably discussed this later, but I think that you, you, you check the pulse of the Braves country, right, on Facebook, on Twitter, and people were really upset about that because they felt like uh, Anthopolis sold them maybe a bag of goods with not signing Dansby back, and they are like, oh, yeah, Gersom's the guy. But if you yeah. look historically at what Anthopolis has done since he's came here, he will usually – bring those those uh, those rookie types in as the season progresses, right? Because you think about it through his perspective. Why would wh- you know why would he potentially expose Vaughn Grissom to an early season, you know, slump and then, you know, then have to demote him and then then that craters the entire confidence of the kid, right? You bring him yeah. you you bring him you start him in the minors, you bring him along slowly. He knows he's the guy of the future, right? We know he's the guy of the future. So why not ease into it so that way when he comes up, so if Arcia struggles or, you know, God forbid there's another injury to Ozzy at second base or something like that, he can come in organically, similar to how he did last year, and really just take it take the reins. Because if you remember, he was awesome when he came up. So I think that they're oh, doing yeah. that uh, for a confidence play too. And look, Arcia had the first RBI yesterday, had a great spring. So I, I think that depth is a good thing to have, and I think that I, I would – I would warn Braves country to, you know, just trust the process. Anthopolis right. well, has done nothing to, to right. sway us. Absolutely. Well, right, too. You know, they signed Arcia, uh, what, yesterday to, to – The three-year contract. Deal. Three years. Um, you know, and to I, – I get it. Um, you know, the guys that they – the depth that they wanted to keep, they were out of options. Uh, so it's either, you know, send them down or, or lose them or, you know – so they send down Grissom, and I get that. You know, Michael Harris last year was one of those prime examples. You yep, know, he probably yep. deserved to make the club out of spring training. Uh, and, you know, they said, no, you know, we've got Adam Duvall. We've got some other things that we can do. Uh, and so, you know, that first month went by, and they bring him up, and all of a sudden he turns into your rookie of the year. So, oh, yeah, I get the process. You know, um, I – you know, it, it, I, I'm okay. I've read a lot more about it. And, and uh, you know, to see the options that they had, uh, they needed to send those guys down because they needed to keep some other guys. I get that. I, I 100% get that. So, uh, it'll, it'll be fine. I, you know, Anthopolis has done nothing, uh, you know, but, but make great moves anyway to begin with. Um, you know, I, I, I get the process, definitely. David O'Brien on his podcast really explained it to where I could understand it. So I get a lot of my behind the scenes knowledge from him because he, he does a great job of explaining things. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. Uh, let him go down, uh, get some at bats. Um, you know, she may, may end up going and, and uh, playing at second, getting some, uh, getting some games at second. So, you know what? That's okay. Get some at bat, and that's one of the reasons why it's like pitching too. You know, you send those guys down to be able to pitch instead of sitting there waiting. Well, you send these, you know, the infielders or outfielders down so they can get at bat, so they can mm-hmm. stay fresh. So, and that's and that's exactly what uh, you know, Grissom and and Shoemate, those guys will be able to do. Just think of how loaded that Gwinnett team is, though. You've mm. got you've got Wright, Anderson, uh, Soroka's down there. Uh, Elders down there pitching, and then you've got. Uh, I'm sure they. I can't remember the other four, the fifth story. But then you've got you know you know if you make it second or short. You've got Grissom at second or short. 
That team is loaded. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because the knock on the Braves right now is, is that they have a bottom three farm system, right? So, I mean, it's, 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 it's depth. He's put – Anthopolis has put this organization in a, in, a, in a point where we're contenders. We don't rebuild anymore. We just reload. And like you said, that Gwinnett staff and – I, and I expect – I expect here, you know, as we get into the season, once we get to like May, June – Soroka's going to be up. He's, that's who they want to, to, to be that fifth starter. And injuries happen. But Soroka, mm-hmm. they, they said his slider was good. His sinker was good. He was throwing like 93, 95, 96 even during his first um, my, um, spring training appearance. So I think that's the guy. And, and listen, I think, I think we can all agree. The Braves' final form, their best form in October, is with a healthy Mike Soroka this year. I think he is yeah. the X factor of that because we know what we're getting with Freed. We know what we're getting with Strider and Wright. These rookies, eh, you know, we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be some struggles along the way. But if they can get Soroka back to even 85% of what he was, man, that's that's an embarrassment of riches. Well, and to Kyle well, Wright, you know, Kyle Wright was a great year last year, but it was his first full year, you know, in the majors. And he got a taste of, uh, you know, postseason. So, you know, he's a year stronger uh, and, and, and got another year in his belt. So, I, you know, I, I pitching, I've always said I don't pay much attention to pitching until about, you know, June, July. You know, I think pitching really comes into play, uh, you know, starting in July, August, uh, and, and organizations that have strong pitching. And look, right now, the Atlanta Braves can be uh, on the lower end of the uh, minor leagues as far as the rankings go anyway because they've got all those guys signed up in the majors. Exactly. Uh, so as, as of right now, they don't need a lot of those guys in the minors, so they can develop those guys or they can, they can get stronger, uh, you know, in the minor league because they've got all those guys up front. But, but I still think that pitching, and, and I think you're right, is, you know, that Soroka guy, the, the Achilles, it's not an arm injury, which, you know, is, is, I guess, the norm is to have Tommy John surgery. It's not that. It's the Achilles. And, and that's going to take a little bit of a process to get over with. And, uh, and I think that was the same with Charlie Morton last year when he broke his leg uh, and he had to come back. And, and uh, I, you know, he had to make a few adjustments as well. So, uh, yeah, but I think Soroka is that guy that will definitely be counted on uh, down the stretch uh, to be that fifth guy. Uh, maybe that fourth guy, who knows, but uh, definitely going to be counted on, you know, for uh, that postseason run. You know, our minor league system would be a little bit better if they still had that catcher from Oakland, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, they do have a catcher from Oakland. Isn't it like Sean Murphy, right? Yeah, I'm, good with, where, I'm good with where we're at. <laughs> yeah. that's, a running, that's a running joke on this our little podcast. That's our little joke because um, I was kind of biased about Shay Langoliers being at, in Atlanta. I was a fan of his, and yeah, yeah, that's how that went. Yeah. Hey, wish him, the, that, wish him the best, but we're okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the guys that we end up talking about in the minor leagues usually get traded. Uh, yes. You know, so we're not going to talk Waters, about any of those. Yeah, Drew Waters was that guy. Langoliers was that guy. So they usually get traded. So, but I think, uh, yeah, I think we've uh, – we've, uh, This is a Philly now. Our, yeah, I think we put ourselves in better positions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christian Pachez is the Phillies now. Yeah, because ironically. he got released. Or he had, they had to send him. I think he was out of options too mm-hmm. yep. in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Anthopolis yeah. is an evil genius. That's what that's what I like to say over here. Well, mm-hmm. hey, when you talked about you, you had a, a conversation, Kyle, with John Sherholtz. I mean, was it John Sherholtz that away too? I mean, when John Sherholtz came under the Braves, 
you know, he he probably might have made some moves that 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 made some people mad. But you know, one of those first moves he made, he brought in Sid Bream and Raphael Belliard back in the early '80s, early '90s, I should say, um, because he wanted the team to get better defensively. Uh, I mean, and and look who scores the winning run uh, to send the Braves, you know, to the World Series, mm-hmm. Sid Bream. Uh, you know, I mean, and and those are two guys that are kind of on the back end of their careers. But, boy, were they good defensively. He brings in Otis Nixon, uh, you know, and then, you know, you got uh, pitchers like Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin and, and John Smoke. You know, you got those guys, and, and, and he built it off pitching and, and defense, and that's what wins you games. And, and uh, look, that, that was a big change, and people were probably upset with that. But look what happened in the end. So, you know, Anthopolis, um, you know, it's got that John Sherhoats mentality, and, and it works. It works. So, mm. It's good. It certainly um, is. Are we ready to move on to the game, or do y'all have any more? Um, we played yesterday. Hard, uh, we played, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Finally, we're on the path to one sixty-two and zero. It sounds like. That's right. Yep. Yeah, there we go. The sad, the sad part about the schedule is we don't play today. I don't understand that, but um, and that we never open up at home. Is that? Is that, you know, at last year we were the defending champs and we opened up on the road. So, anyway. There's something need done about that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- my only thing is with the – they I think they do this because of – in case the, like, yesterday got rained out, then they can yeah, have exactly. an actual opening I think that, day. That's the thought process behind it, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Braves end up winning the first game of the season seven and two yesterday. Um, Travis Darno hits, um, goes four for five with two runs scored and two runs batted in. Um, I believe that's correct. I know he had two runs scored. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that's my MVP for the game. Uh, I'll go ahead and put that out there. Well, he's sitting a, a you know a paltry eight hundred. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, you know, four for five, two runs, two RBIs. So, um, well, he struck out once. I mean, come on. Uh, but, um, oh, how but yeah, I mean, um, you know, you know, going to go with that DH of Darno and, and probably Murphy will move into that DH spot too. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you get that out of him all year. Uh, you know, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, Acuna got it started. And, and it's funny how all these new rules play into effect. And, and Acuna already – was driving Patrick Corbin crazy right in the very beginning um, and, and making him – he throws over twice, and Acuna turns to Eric Young Sr. and says, isn't that twice? He can only throw over here twice. So he already knew he could steal a base pretty much or at least get a good-sized lead. And so these new rules and, – and it was just funny to watch the new rules and uh, see how they played in, into the game. And, uh, you know, I didn't at least from what I could see or hear yesterday in the Braves game, it didn't cause any problems, but – uh, you know, there were a couple of problems throughout the course of, of the games yesterday. But uh, Ronald taking advantage of the rules right off the bat, and I think that's what it's going to be for the Braves throughout the years. Get that leadoff guy on, and that's Ronald. And, and yesterday, that's exactly where they played it. Yeah, certainly. So a couple of prevailing thoughts, right, That just, just from the start. Number one, the rule changes. It's going to really – play into the hands of the Braves here because not just Ronald, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's speed up and down this lineup. Ozzy, 
Um, the, yeah. Even we saw Hilliard come in, steal a bag, yeah. right? But I think what, what's going to be great is, like, right, we're getting a full season of money, Mike Harris. You saw it yesterday. Yeah. Darno, or I think it was Darno hit, hit a little gapper. And Mike's yep. just chugging from first base, just scores easily from first. There's so much athleticism up and down this lineup that it's, it's going to be tough, right, to, to shut this team down. One, from a power aspect, you got numerous guys who are going to hit 20 home runs, 30 home runs this year. But also from that, you got guys that can steal ba- 30 bases easily in their sleep. They can wake up and steal 30 bases. So I think mm-hmm. that was pretty cool to see. And then also the thing that stuck out to me, right, just the length of the lineup, right? We go, uh, they go Ronald, Olsen, Riley, Ozzy, Murphy, and then like Ozuna's there. Say what you want about him, but I think they're going to platoon him and um, yeah. Rosario. I'd like yeah. to see Hill. I like Hilliard, right? So I, I think that, you know, we talk about depth on the team and everything like that. This guy was a, um, a kind of a bust in, in Colorado, but he was a top prospect, speed, power, and, and you saw him on the bases yesterday. He just looks different. He's huge. So I want to see yeah. what he's got too because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't I – don't, obviously, I don't like personally what Ozuna's brought to the table, but I think his skills have eroded a little bit. And uh, I, I like Hilliard. I like, I like what they've done there. But, I mean, this team, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches when you can have – Travis Darno, who was an all-star catcher, right, uh, a year ago, go four, go four for five out of the eight hole. And it's like, okay, yeah. he's also our, I guess, backup catcher at the same time. So yeah. it's, 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 yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool to see. Hey, did, yesterday, so I, I don't get a whole lot of pushes as far as notifications. And it's all basically Braves. Um, but yesterday when uh, Bleacher Report sent out um, the Braves lineup, it said, Braves lineup for today, not fair. You know, uh, and that's basically what, and, and that's what you're talking about. You know, look up and down the lineup, and, and you've got the rookie of the year hitting out of the seventh spot. Uh, you've got the, you know, catcher who had a great year, DH, and hitting out of the eighth spot. And even Orlando Arcia, who can hit the ball, um, you know, hitting out of the nine hole, which Harris was hitting out of last year. So, I mean, it, 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 you're right. It's, and Ozuna, you know, I watched uh, one at bat with Ozuna. He hit the ball hard, um, and he's had a pretty good spring. So if, if he could return to 75% of his form that he had, maybe he can, you know, give us, uh, give us a little bit. But, you know, that lineup up and down, you know, when you add the DH in, it just it doesn't make it fair to some pitchers. And Patrick Corbin, unfortunately, yesterday uh, kind of felt the wrath of, of, of some of that. You talk about um, Matt Harris's speed and his ability. He, I, there was a ball hit the center field yesterday. I think Robles was after it, and they were saying that if Robles hadn't caught it, he would have scored a home, uh, inside the park home run. Like I, I think that was Ronald who hit that one late in the ninth inning. Yeah. If I, if, oh. I, if memory serves me correct, but yeah, that was a. I thought that was gone, right? I thought uh, right off the bat, Ronald he gets a hold of one, gets it to uh, right center field. Oftentimes, that like that's his. That's when you know his swing's going right, right? You yeah. know, you know he's right when yeah. he's driving the ball like that. And also, you, you talk about Ronald. I'm a, I'm a huge Ronalds fan. I think, I honestly think that he is the the best player in the game. And um, I, what I've noticed, right? If you look last year, compared to spring training, compared to the World Baseball Classic, compared to yesterday, you can always tell when Ronald's doing, he's he's on it is when he follows throughs and he has both hands on the bat. And yeah. this time around, you see that he, he has both hands on the bat, and he's just so balanced. I, mean, I think he's going to have a huge year. Hey, when you talk about uh, some of those hits, um, 
what well, Matt Olson had one to the deepest part of the park. Um, you know, hit it right in that corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, if he hits it anywhere else, he hit the home run himself. So, uh, so yeah, we had some uh, had some hits that uh, should have been out. And those balls are flying probably uh, come June, July when it's uh, oh. warming up. Those balls are flying out. See those you later. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, were there any pitches that stood out to you yesterday? Well, we had a bunch of them, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Not what yeah, you want to do know, on opening day is, is go that deep no. with the pen. But Well, you know, ironically they, enough, um, you know, Max is probably, with his pitch count, um, you know, Max's pitch count, he probably could have gone to the seventh inning. You know, just, I don't know how far they were planning on going to go in with him, but you know, usually early in the season, you know, they don't want that pitch count getting too high. So, you know, he could have uh, he could have gone, um, you know, probably seventh, eighth inning just because of the pitch count. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if you want to run, um, you know, all those guys out there. And, of course, they're not playing today, so uh, that helps too. But, you know, the bullpen was definitely uh, worked hard last year. But uh, all the guys that came in, um, you know, didn't do too bad. Um, you know, McHugh. Uh, Dylan Lee, AJ a. Minter, uh, Jesse Chavez, who never will have any problems with the pitch clock. Uh, no, so, no, no uh, way. That's funny. He'll, he'll be the guy that, that, that don't you guys need to take a few seconds away? I'm okay. Just Ten seconds is good for me. But um, I don't think Colin McHugh yeah. going to have an issue with it either. Uh, well, he did get a pitch time violation yesterday, ironically enough. But, but yeah, you're right. I didn't think so. No, either. no, but, it was Strider that just gets in and goes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, all, all in all, um, and I don't know how you guys feel, but all in all, you know, the, the lineup and the pitching, the starting pitching is getting a lot of, a lot of, uh, accolades, but, uh, they were talking yesterday, it may be the bullpen, uh, that deserves a little bit more. So, uh, you know, Anthopolis is kind of built, uh, kind of not rebuilt. He just kind of retooled this bullpen once again. So, um, so I don't know, uh, you know, I didn't think they pitched too bad yesterday. Let's put it that way. I didn't. I, I agree with you. I, I thought overall the pitching was really well. Um, There's, I think, was it two hundred or runs or just one earned? Unearned. Uh, we had. Uh, fortunately, you know, yesterday I don't know why we weren't wearing sunglasses. <laughs> um, because uh, I think was it Ozzy and then uh, Arcia had. Uh, Ozzy and, and Harris, I should say, they end up giving the air to Harris. Uh, but they had a time where one of them should have caught it and didn't. And then Arcia, the same thing, just to pop up to the infield and 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 he lost it. So I, you know, we didn't wear sunglasses all day, and it looked like you know they were putting the glove up trying to block out the sun. So I don't know what was going on, but we did have two errors yesterday, uh, which you know led to um, um, which led to runs. So, Harris's yeah. was a fluke because it he threw it. It would have been online, but it hit the mound. That that was a fluke yeah. on his part. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You're, you're talking about the uh, the pop up. It was literally the first pitch of the game for Max Fried. Little pop up, shallow center yeah. field. Ozzy goes out there. I think that was just more less of the sun and more of uh, communication. But I mean, yeah. Ozzy hasn't played right, so like they're they're yeah. still they're, they they haven't really played together. So though, I mean, it's opening day, right? I wasn't expecting a Chris game, but to get the W. Uh, I think that that I mean that's the prevailing thought. Oh yeah. Well, look. Um, let's let's put it this way. Um, 
Eight out of the nine, eight, well, yeah, eight out of nine positions, we have gold glovers out there. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you leave left field out of it maybe. Um, but eight out of nine positions, we got gold gloves, and I'll take that every day of the week. So, I will too. Uh, they're going to make mistakes. I get it. They're going to make mistakes. Uh, so, I'll, I'll take that every single every single day. <laughs> so, I've already said my thing. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. No, I was going to say, even Austin Riley, the throw that he made, you know, he makes a diving stop to get it, and then on his knees turns to throw it. Uh, you know, and just one of the few times you'll see him overthrow it at first base. So, mm. yeah. I've already said my standout for this week, for this game, Ms. Travis Arnett. Who, who um, Jeremy, who would stand out for you in this game? Offensively? Well, you, you know, you've already said Darno. Uh, but I still have to go back to the to the to the top of the order. Uh, you know, Matt Olson had a great spring. Uh, I, I think uh, you know it could go between him and him and uh, Acuna. Uh, but but boy, Matt Olson was looking good yesterday too. So, Kyle. Yeah. So I, I agree with that on Olson. I think that he's comfortable in the, in in the uniform this year. I think he's going to have a huge season. Uh, uh, my my uh, my standout is going to be a little bit outside the box thinking. I'm going with Ozzy, right? So here's why: <laughs> Ozzy is such a valuable member of this team. He was gone last year, right, because he had the numerous injuries, just a lot of bad, unfortunate yeah. luck. But Absolutely. he is a World Series champion, second baseman. He is a guy that, from the right hand side of the plate, he's gonna he's gonna hit the ball with authority, right? You you saw he I think it was his first or second at bat. He took one deep to right field that. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, I think if the weather's a little nicer, it probably gets out of there. But yeah. if you look about at his numbers in the spring training, he hit over, I think he only had four at-bats total right-handed. The rest were all left-handed and he hit over 300. So what that's telling me is this with the, with the shift no longer there, Ozzy's a slap hitter from the left side. And I think what he used to get in trouble with doing was he was trying to hit home runs left-handed. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he's a natural swinger from the right-hand side of the plate. So when you get him now, with no shift where he can see where, okay, all I have to do is manipulate the bat here and just slap one in the left field or, you know, hit a ground ball on the right side and then use my speed and beat it out. I think Ozzy now, he's going to bet. It looks like he's going to bat clean up right-handed. And then against uh, when, then when he bats left-handed, he'll probably hit like that six, seven spot, but yeah. man, having him back there, just how steady he is. I, I love Ozzy. I think that he is now become with Freddie gone and with Dansby gone. I think he is the heart and soul of this team. I think that he's going to, as, as he gets more comfortable in this, like, real leadership role, because, again, remember, Dansby was the vocal leader. Freddie was, like, the leader yeah. on the field. I think yeah. Ozzy's the next one because, one, he, he has the personality. Two, he has the relationships with the media. And three, everyone respects him, right? He's, yeah, uh, he's, he's in Wash's ear. So uh, he was my – it was good to see him come back yesterday, get two hits, get a little ribby, uh, hit the ball with authority from the right side of the plate, and uh, – I expect him to have a great year, and I just love watching him play baseball. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. What about for the pitching side, Jeremy? The pitching side, you know, Max Breed had, a, I thought, great. Um, you know, again, I, I love Jesse Chavez. Um, you know, that, uh, that guy comes in and, and doesn't mess around. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I got a max pitch great yesterday. I, I hated that he had to go out. Uh, but, but yeah, I got to go back to the starters, uh, in all, uh, because, uh, the way that they, uh, the way that they excelled, 
and the way that they will excel. But uh, going to definitely go Max Freed uh, with that one. I think I will as well because you know he you know he got in some jams none of his own doing and he got out of them pretty easily. Uh, yeah. He did allow the runs, but they were they weren't. I mean, they weren't yeah. in. So I, I, I'll give it to Freed on that one. Yeah. Kyle? Yeah, so love Max. Uh, you know, I pray for his health. I think he's going to be okay. He's dominant. He's the ace. We know that. I'm just going to go with A.J. Minter, right? So uh, the spotlight's going to be on A.J. here because Inglacius is going to be out for a little bit. I, they said that it's going to be just the minimum time. Uh, I, I believe those reports. I drafted Inglacius late in my fantasy leagues because I'll stash him <laughs> and, and have him come back. Uh, but I think that A.J. right now is – he's ready to make the leap, right? We know – we're brace fans. We know he's an elite reliever, but he's yeah. so controlled on the mound. He threw so hard and he's just, he's just a gamer, man. And I think that for them, for us in this bullpen to be truly elite, whether he's pitching in the seventh inning, eighth inning and in high leverage situations. Um, I think that he's, he's the guy that we need. And I, I will tell you this. I was never an AJ guy until he started that game in the, uh, I believe it was the yeah. NLCS against the Dodgers. Yep. And, yep. and just I, and completely – it, it was the NLCS we lost to the Dodgers, actually. And yeah. uh, just, man, that guy got some big brass ones on him. And I, and I really just like him. And I trust yeah. him. I trust him a lot. And uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my picture of the game just because of how easy he made it look. And, uh, and, and looking forward, we're going to need him. And, uh, and, yeah. that's, and that's it. Yep. He's an SEC guy, Texas a There he is. <laughs> Um, so looking ahead to this weekend, the Braves will play the Nationals Saturday and Sunday. I think tomorrow or Saturday is a 405 start and Sunday is a 135 start. Um, I know Schuster is pitching on Sunday. So Strider's pitching on Saturday for the move. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way they lined it up. And then, uh, yeah, and then in the Cardinal series, they're gonna. I think they're gonna go with Morton and Dodd, and then I, I guess Elder or Ian Anderson. But yeah, that's the way it's lining up. Yeah. Um, who are the Nationals throwing out uh, Saturday and Sunday? Saturday they're throwing Josiah Gray, and then on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, Mackenzie Gore. So that's the kid who came from San Diego, the lefty. But um, I, you know, I, I Gray, it's gonna be interesting because he had a really good spring. Hard thrower. He's had success against the Braves last year once he got traded from the Dodgers to the Nationals. Um, and Mackenzie Gore, big, tall lefty, you know, throws hard. But um, I, we don't, you, I, I don't think the Nationals know what they have in him because he, he was a tale of two pitchers last year. So that's, that's what we're looking at. You, I see you. I mean, Strider is a young talent. I mean, all, three, all four of these pitchers are really young. Yeah, you know, it's 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 important, I think, for Spencer too to to get in there, um, you know, to, to have some of that magic he had last year. So, you know, it's going to be a full year starting for him. So, um, I, I think that's important, and then let the youngster uh, go at it as well. So, um, you know, there's no pressure right now in the early going. Uh, uh, you know, win 162 games, that'd be nice, but. Uh, you know, let's let's you know get off to a good start at least, especially for these young guys, and and uh, definitely having the lineup for these you know guys like Dodd and Schuster. Uh, you know, all they got to do is go pitch. Uh, they don't have to do anything else. Let those you know the lineup. They'll score the runs for you. Just go pitch. Definitely. Yeah. Just win series, right? Win win two out of three. 
That's that's yeah, that should be the, the goal series. every single time. Yeah, win the series. That'll do it all. That'll do it every year. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's about all I had for the show. Y'all got anything to add? No. Let's just win. Let's uh, win. Uh, win the series, and um, you know, uh, get out of Washington and, and head to my not so favorite place in St. Louis. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's looking to be a fun season. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. Let me come and chop it up with you about our team, our squad. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. I'm not a fan of St. Louis because last time the racers were there, they lost. But okay. <laughs> yep. That's right. Um, All right. Well, in closing, where you can find us on social media, um, I'm at F3 Motley Crew on Twitter. Jeremy. I'm still on old Facebook, so yeah, yeah. Old school, just old Jeremy Bell. <laughs> Kyle, yeah, you can find me at at, at K A H C fifteen. Um, now I'll, I'll throw some uh, I'll throw some uh, thoughts here and there on there, but uh, you know, not not I don't really not a big poster on the Twitter, but hey, we get some engagement going. I'll I'll, I'll come out of retirement. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You can yeah. find the podcast at uh, Ethos Braves. Um. You can also find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever platforms I have no clue. Um, and until next time, go Braves. Go Braves.